pop of the morning welcome back everybody today wednesday july 17th 2019 and you know what day it is hump day welcome back on this beautiful wednesday we're already halfway to the work week so i welcome you back thank you for joining morning talk on my way heading to work what do we got on the agenda today so it feels like for the first time in probably a month i'm gonna start this off with some non-nba related news we're gonna start this off with the dallas cowboys ezekiel elliott their star running back reports are out that ezekiel elliott may have told some close confidence that He's considering holding out if he doesn't get a new contract uh, for next season. Now, we haven't had confirmation of this, but reports is out. We're hearing a lot of different takes and rumors about it. So let's talk about it. Now, Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys, is in a peculiar situation because he now finds himself having to pay both his star running back, who the offense is built around, and his, uh, and his quarterback, Dak Prescott. So now, of course, the question becomes, who should get paid? And who should get paid top dollar? Now, interestingly enough, Jerry Jones was also involved in probably the most famous holdout in NFL history. Well, at least from a running back. Uh, and we're talking Emmitt Smith. Uh, started that season 0-2. And then, of course, they had to break the bank for Emmitt Smith. Uh, is this what's going to happen here? I don't think so, because I think Jerry Jones, I don't want to say delusionally, but he probably believes that he has a he has a good team and a strong chance to uh, to go for it this year. And I might agree with that. However, as I mentioned, the offense is built around Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott, is a an elite running back in this league. Uh, an elite running back in a league, by the way, which which is starting to get a, an amazing talent pool of running backs. Ezekiel Elliott still find himself at the top echelon of that list. So, to me, the answer is pretty is pretty straightforward. However, of course, top dollar for a running back doesn't equal to the same to the same amount for uh, the same top dollars for quarterbacks now Dak Prescott is not an elite quarterback yet he is a good quarterback but if you look at that you know just the newer class of quarterbacks I'm looking at Carson Wentz Dak Prescott Jared Goff I mean I personally don't think Carson Wentz deserved the contract he got so that's my that's how I feel about it I don't think he's proven it yet he's injury prone and really Nick Foles to me has had a better career in Philadelphia than Carson Wentz has had so far so that's my take should Dak Prescott be paid more than Carson Wentz um maybe I mean he's played more he's been he's had playoff he's had playoff experience playoff victory victories well victory I don't want to make it plural but this is what makes it hard right someone once told me that your only 
what was it? You're only worth what you're able to negotiate. Or you only deserve what you're able to negotiate. And that's pretty that's pretty much true. And I think in this league where we saw Russell you know, uh, now have the now be the highest paid quarterback. Uh, Carson Wentz breaking the bank. Dak Prescott going to get paid. And in today's NFL, you need a quarterback. You need a quarterback to build, to to have a to compete in this league. And without a quarterback, even with the best running back in the game, even with Zeke, I don't think you're really giving yourself a fair chance to compete. And I have a weird feeling that that Jerry Jones actually believes that he actually can compete, that this team is Super Bowl bound. Um, so, should the Dallas pay Zeke? Probably. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of this whole holdout. Uh, I, I do think there's a better way, but at the same time, I'm not a big fan of NFL contract. It is crazy to me, a sport that is so physically and mentally demanding that the contracts are not guaranteed like the NBA. Um, I can understand having clause in there if a player doesn't play of his own will, which they already have in place. Of course, for guys who hold out, they will lose money the more they hold out. But... But... I don't, I don't, I just don't think, listen, I'm not a big fan of NFL, uh, the way the NFL works, the quarterback I feel is overvalued uh, way too much, uh, don't get me wrong, we understand what the importance of the quarterback is in the sport, but when you look at uh, Russell Wilson making about, what is it, 35, 36 a year, and highest paid running back is making about 16, You know, it make, it makes you kind of evaluate, okay, like, is the quarterback really that much more valuable than a running back? And especially looking at the team like Dallas Cowboys, like I mentioned, where, the, where really the offense is built around Z. Now, the question is, I've heard a lot of people say this, what if they allowed Dak to throw the ball 50 times a game? Uh, well, would he not be? I, I just don't know. I don't believe it. Uh, but it doesn't mean he can't get to that point. Uh, I just don't see him as a lily quarterback in the league. Yeah. Now, as far as the holdout threat, uh, I think we're entering a new era. I mean, I've been talking a lot about the NBA free agency, and we've seen how the shift of balance of power that the scale is tipping more on the player side nowadays. And we've seen this in the NFL with guys like Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, that made it a point to hold out. You know, uh, to use uh, in their as leverage in their negotiation, ta- negotiation tactics. However, the threat of a holdout is not scaring any owner anymore. Now, there's a difference between a threat and actually holding out. Now, it'll be interesting to see how the Dallas Cowboys do without Zeke. And of course, I'm sure he, should he decide to go that route, he would hope that the team doesn't do as good, uh, which then gives them even more leverage that he can use over Jerry Jones. Uh, I really don't know what's going to happen on that one. Like I said, this has all been um, speculation so far. Uh, We haven't heard real confirmation. It's really, it's been reported that Zeke has expressed this behind closed doors. So we'll wait and see. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens. 
I think this, especially being uh, their head coaches last year, I think Jerry Jones will try to have this done as soon as possible. Now, as far as who deserves to get top dollar, <clears throat> and of course, I'm not comparing, I'm not saying just money-wise. I'm really looking at uh, compared to uh, to other players in their position. Uh, to me, I think Zeke is uh, is simply the more the better player. Uh, therefore, I do think he should get paid. Now, with with them having to pay both Zeke and Dak Prescott, the two most valuable players on that team, it will be interesting to see who they kind of decide to put the priority over and sign first. Uh, I think it's an easy choice. You sign Dak Prescott, uh, but of course you try to appease to to Zeke and pay him. I mean, simple as that. Pay the man. Because um, the thing is, although Zeke has had some issues off the field issues to be clear because when he's on the field he is amazing he is that elite talent I don't think anybody can even debate or argue that but he's had some off the field issues which may make which may although you may see those and think oh well Dallas certainly has leverage uh, when it comes to negotiating that contract I don't think so on the field he still is an elite talent the kid is still young he hasn't done anything worthy of worthy of an arrest he hasn't done anything really flagrant or incriminating in the sense to really i mean i guess cost them top dollars um you know it's 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 really it's something really how do i say edgy that i'm touching on because the fact the simple fact is the nfl's got a pr problem and it feels like every year there's another nightmare we're talking either domestic violence, child abuse, uh, you know, just, just, uh, you know, just social media scandals, and and the sad truth is, it's starting to be, starting to feel like it's part of the fabric of the NFL. Like, I mean, I'm sure that's not what they want, but from the outside looking in, that's what it's starting to feel like. I mean, the media will make a big deal of it, and then what will happen? Uh, Kareem Hunt situation, Tyreek Hill situation, and eventually the league forgives and forgets. So that said, I don't think uh, that I don't think that will hold much leverage uh, against uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I think Zeke is uh, is still primed to have a great season this year. Todd Gurley still dealing with. With his uh, arthritis that he appears to be in denial of, so certainly gives him a chance to kind of cement himself as uh, the top, if not one of the top running backs uh, this upcoming season. Which I think is a pretty interesting season because uh, I mean, although I'm sure everybody has their favorites from the AFC and the NFC, uh, I think the field is more open than we realize. I think the field is a lot more open than we realize. Uh, I think NFL is one of those sports; it's really hard to gauge. Uh, how a team is going to be year over year, um, and really, I mean, I know, I know it sounds ridiculous, but really, I'm talking about teams, middle of the pack teams, or bottom seeds that are primed to make big moves. Of course, we're expecting Cleveland to be one of these teams. I think Chicago may be primed to uh, to make a big, a big, a big improvement this year too. But it's really hard to predict. So uh, I'm really looking forward to this season.
it's gonna be a, it's gonna be interesting. And of course, as always, watch out for my Patriots. We coming. And moving on, of course, got to touch on my Lakers. In the last few days, um, both the Lakers held press conference. So did the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, held a press conference uh, with their new uh, acquired assets from that trade. And, of course, New Orleans Pelicans held a press conference with Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Brendan Ingram. And, of course, the Lakers. Uh, Rob Palenka was there to introduce Anthony Davis. And uh, French Rogo was also in attendance. Um, understand that it was part of the trade that it's now official. I do find it interesting that only Anthony Davis was there. I mean, the Lakers have acquired some other assets. The Marcus Cousins, uh, Danny Green. I thought it was an. Op- I thought they could have been there as well. I thought it would have been a good opportunity, you know, especially knowing all the media uh, attention that LeBron Anthony Davis is going to get. I thought it would have been a good opportunity to have these guys there to kind of feel more as a team and not feel more excluded from the. Uh, how do I say the the sh- the show. <laughs> the show that's going to be the paparazzi show that's going to be around LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um, and then, uh, of course, New Orleans Pelicans, uh, David Griffin introducing Lonzo Ingram and and Josh Hart. Uh, of course, having some great some great comments. I think it's really interesting how, how David Griffin is really pushing that agenda of Drew Holiday. It's going to have an MVP-like season. I'm not going to dwell on that too much, say he's saying something ridiculous. I think really what he's saying is Drew Holiday has never been in a position to be the number one option and really given the freedom to kind of take 25 shots a game, take 30 shots a game and really make the decisions and to, you know, make or break decisions and really kind of win or lose by Drew Holiday's decision. Uh, and also at the same time, it's just a thing he's doing to motivate his players. So, so like I said, I'm not going to dwell too much on that. But uh, of course, Josh Hart, uh, uh, Josh Hart uh, also had some complimentary stuff to say about about Drew Holiday. Um, Brendan Ingram, of course, haven't played since what what is it March? Uh, dealing with some clots uh, issues in his blood. Uh, similar to the Chris Bosh situation. I'm a little worried about this one. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I may be reading too much into it, but he didn't look well in that podium. He really didn't look well up there. Uh, looking at his face, his body language, I don't know if he's going through some treatment or something, but he did not look 100%. He did not look very well up there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if there's some truth to that, but he did mention how he hasn't touched basketball since March. And really what he's excited about is really getting a chance to play. Uh, Lonzo seems excited about the opportunity to play in New Orleans. And I think also he understands that playing, uh, getting out of LeBron's shadow is probably his best opportunity to shine, but also to to develop as a player. So um, all things looking good. Like I mentioned, New Orleans Pelicans certainly is going to be a team to watch. And I think a lot of these guys are going to be stars, potentially stars in the making. We already know Drew Holiday, Lonzo. Zion, of course, uh, and I think there's a chance for some other guy to really kind of surprise us and and see what they can do with that team. Uh, mentioned many times, Alvin Gentry is a hell of a coach, and he's proven to be to be great in coaching young players. So, really going to be interesting to see what happens. As for the Lakers, uh, Anthony Davis sat down with Rachel from ESPN after to do an interview, and this was said. 
your introductory press conference, they introduced you as someone who they hope will be a pillar of the Lakers for a decade to come. Yeah. You're only signed through this season. Yeah. Do you think you will be a pillar of the Lakers for years and years to come? Um, honestly, Rachel, I'm just focused on this season. Um, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, like I said, you know, I have one year here, so I'm going to make the best of this year. And when that time comes around, in you know the summer or you know whenever the season's over, hopefully around you know mid June, you know after we just had this parade, and you know I need a couple of days to think. Um, you know, then we can, you know, talk about that. But until then, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do whatever I can to help this team win this year. I'm not reading much into this. Why? Because he gains nothing from making a public commitment. And also, we know those public commitments mean nothing. But he really gains nothing the same way I've just mentioned the whole contract negotiation piece holding leverage from a leverage standpoint him coming out and saying this really gives all the leverage to Rob Palenka and the Lakers front office and and really we know Rich Paul is one that's been very good in getting his players paid so I just really saw there was really no value and no added benefit for him to make a public commitment so I'm not reading much into it Anthony Davis has went out of his way to tell us that he wants to be a Laker and pretty much did everything possible to get there. So I expect him there in the in the long run. There's nothing there to see people. On to the next. Talking about Lakers, LeBron went to social media. And if you didn't know what day yesterday was, well, it was... Taco Tuesday. <laughs> the first family of the NBA, the James family that is to me, celebrates a special, a weekly tradition on Tuesdays. And yesterday, they celebrate that tradition, but they had a guest join them. Let's hear it. How do you guys love my t-shirt? It's Tuesday somewhere, so you know what that means. So cold. We got new people here for Dr. Gun. What is it? Dr. Tuesday. <laughs> you think you're on everybody? What is it? Dr. Tuesday. Dr. Tuesday. That's right. So, in case you missed it, that was Anthony Davis, his new Lakers teammate, joining him and his beautiful family. To enjoy that Tackle Tuesday. That's it for me today. Before I go, shout out time. I'm going to give a shout out to uh, NBA 2K. They put out their so video game shout out. They put out, the, so of course it's been released, their NBA 2K20. Uh, game coming out and they released the cover and on the cover is Anthony Davis and on the legend edition we have Dwayne Wade 
Uh, also, just yesterday, the ratings came out. The ratings for the game came out. And, of course, leading the pack. Best player in the world still, LeBron James, with a 97 rating. But tied for first is the finals MVP, Kawhi Leonard. And on that second tier, a uh, few guys uh, with, a, with a rating of 96. We got Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, James Harden, and Steph Curry. Um, I mean, I think it's an understandable rating, although I just got to be frank. I don't think Kawhi necessarily deserves the same ranking than LeBron, nor does he deserve a better ranking than Kevin Durant. Uh, If we're being frank, he was the best player in the playoff only after Kevin Durant went out. Kevin Durant clearly was the best player in this playoff, one of the best players in the world. Some say best, I say maybe third. But but uh, not much really to hate really on this uh, on the ra- on the ratings. I'm kind of excited to play the game to be real. So kind of excited to really. Sorry, I'm kind of excited to see the game. I uh, don't know if I'm gonna play it really. I'm more of a FIFA guy. While I'm giving shout out, want to give a shout out to. Um, the Juventus Soccer Football Club. They got an exclusive deal with uh, Pro Evolution Soccer. That's another soccer game. I'm more of a FIFA guy myself, but but it'll be interesting to see what this really means. Thank you all again. Hope you'll enjoy this great Wednesday. Sunny out. Go out there, do some good. Be productive, be positive. Thank you all for tuning in. Top of the morning. Deuces.